Hi guys, welcome back to the Colorful Plates podcast, your weekly source for what's happening in the produce and food service worlds. We are starting today's podcast with our weekly market reports and then an interview with Chef Mark Sierra from Fair Oaks Ranch Golf and Country Club in Texas and finishing up with one of ProX sourcing specialists, Mike Mousset. Chef Mark talks about his menu ideation process and Mike Mousset talks about the state of potatoes. Just a heads up, we will be taking a hiatus next week due to Thanksgiving, but we'll return the second week of December. Second week of December, we will have Monique Bienvenue from B-Sweet Citrus talking about their upcoming citrus season and Chef Mark Sierra's full interview. Let's dive into our market reports. We'll start out with potatoes. We expect a demand exceeds market for the next six to eight weeks while we push through the holidays. Transportation into the Northwest is becoming increasingly limited with increase in freight rates. As for color potatoes, expect the markets to climb as we move through the holidays. More from Mike Mousset a little later to explain in more detail what we're dealing with in terms of potatoes. An update on grapes. We are seeing reports of dark color, dry stem, wet berries, and early decay. As a result of limited availability and in an effort to stretch the remaining storage crop, shippers are raising prices to slow movement. We expect prices to continue to climb as we look to the transition into Peruvian fruit by early December. Blueberries are being distributed out of both west and east coasts. Mexican fruit is crossing into the U.S. through Arizona and Texas. The market is steady with lower trends and expect Mexican volume to reach its peak in the coming weeks. Quality has been excellent on the fresher fruit out of all locations. That's all we have for Market Reports this week. Now let's listen to Chef Mark Sierra's interview. We chatted with him about his menu ideation process. So what advice would you give chefs to stay creative in the kitchen um, when it comes to working on a larger scale? So you're obviously not working in like a boutique restaurant, right? That that's, that's, you know, changing their mm-hmm. menu every hour. Um, so what, what advice would you give chefs to stay creative in a, a larger scale food service atmosphere? Mm-hmm. So what I've learned in, in, in this area, right. In this country club type of area is that the the majority of the cooking that you're doing is mm-hmm. obviously large scale because you're doing banquets, you're doing uh, family size, you know, buffets, chefs tables, you know, where people can come in and uh, like especially at a country club, you know, you got your your busy your busy nights, you know, like prime rib night, you got a lot of people coming in on those. So there's usually certain days out of the week that you're going to be expecting large crowds, and when you expect those large crowds, obviously they're going to be coming for more of a buffet style or a banquet style type of setting. Which, like you said, you know, it, it's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's lar- larger. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to cook for for a lot of people, and normally those are yeah. set menus, right? And so you're just mass producing. But what I like to do yeah. because my guys, they're young guys, right? They're young guys, and they're they're inspired. You know, they have that drive. They want to learn. They 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 want to be creative. And and I know at a country club, a lot of the times you are limited to what to what you can do, especially, mm-hmm. you know, with the, the clientele, right. The, the demographics that are here. So what I do for my guys is, you know, so they don't yeah. get complacent or they don't get bored or kind of lose hope or lose that drive. I do, what I do is I create, I let each of my guys one week, one mm-hmm. of my sous chefs, I will let him create a menu where it's going to be 
called the veranda menu. So the veranda is a section of our country club where mm-hmm. we try to do a little bit more fine dining, right, for, for our customers. So mm-hmm. I'll let them create a fine dining menu. And we'll go over it. We'll break down the menu. We'll break down the food costs. And I teach them at the same time their food costs. I teach them, mm-hmm. you know, how much we need to sell it for. Um, and also, I try to teach them, I'm like, okay, look, if we're going to create this menu for this occasion, try to mirror it with something that we already mm-hmm. have on our regular menu. Just in case this menu doesn't sell, we can cross-utilize, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, the protein or, or, or produce that we're bringing in. So, or I will have what we call wine dinners. Like tomorrow, I have a wine dinner that's called the Napa Valley Wine Dinner. And we'll schedule mm-hmm. wine dinners for like once a month. You know, where we can bring in like maybe 40, enough for like 40, 40 members to come in and we'll do like a four course meal. Those are the, also the, the opportunities for my guys to yeah. showcase, That's- you know, their talents. And, you know, obviously I get, I get, obviously I get the credit for it because obviously I'm the executive chef, right? But I'm there every step of the way with my guys. Thank you, Chef Mark, for taking the time to speak with us. Finally, I spoke to Mike Mousset about all things potatoes. Hi, Mike. So what's going on with potatoes? Good question. So this year, from the standpoint of a lot of growers and suppliers in the Idaho regions, they have talked about it extensively. And this is a year that they have not seen in the past 30 years. And I was not even in the produce industry when the last one hit, which was back in 85. Similar situation. So basically what ended up happening is in the Idaho region, they had a event of frost in early June, followed by hail, and then another frost mid-June. That affected the potatoes in Idaho during the growing stages. Essentially, the plant shut down because of all the cold temperatures. This limited the nutrients to the plants at a crucial time in the growth stage. Mm-hmm. Those plants responded with lower overall yields and a smaller size profile. Mm-hmm. So in reaction to that event back in June, what growers planned on doing was harvesting later in the end of the harvesting cycle, which they typically end somewhere around mid-October is what they look to do. But they were planning on probably going out to trying to stretch that thing out through the month of October Mm -hmm. so that those potatoes could size up from what they lost in that frost in June. However, back in October, We had an event that swept through Idaho, the Dakotas, into the Midwest that brought freezing rain, snow, temperatures that were not ideal for potatoes to sit in the ground. Yeah. So they had to readjust, and that later harvest that they wanted to do got completely squashed. They went into the fields prior to that storm, harvested as many potatoes as they possibly could. Mm -hmm. It was literally a 24-7 operation for most if not all the growers yeah they waited that storm out and then they got back into the fields and harvested as much as they could to see what was going to be available for that storage season and try to get that supply that we need for the end of the storage season Mm -hmm. so the results led to a smaller size profile in particular the burbank crop Mm -hmm. which is the later crop along with yields reduced even further from overall crop loss because of all of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So essentially, we're looking at a season that we've never seen before. There's gonna be high markets across the board. Mm -hmm. A lot of demand is gonna shift 
from the supply shortage that we're going to see in Idaho. It's going to translate into demand reaching into areas such as Washington, Colorado, and Wisconsin, which is going to escalate those markets as well. We're going to see that for the entire storage season, high markets and light supplies. And what is the storage season? How long is the storage season? And what does, um, what, when are we going to see relief? Like, what does that all look like? Harvesting starts usually late August and it'll run through September and into October. That's the new crop of the new plantings that they'll do in early spring. So we won't see much of a relief as far as markets go until we get that new crop harvested next summer. So it's going to be a long year. A long year. And what percentage of potatoes grow in the Idaho region where there was an issue with the weather? From estimates... Most people are talking about a 20% crop loss across the board in Idaho. Not a lot of the product down in the southern parts of Idaho got hit as bad as the northern part, but the overall picture of the entire state of Idaho is roughly 20%, but that still remains to be seen once these sellers start producing or once those sellers, the potatoes in those go through the sweat that are in there now from after the storm we don't necessarily know what that total loss is gonna be. Could be worse, could be better. Yeah, and and not only russets, but we should also mention color potatoes. Uh That same storm that we saw rip through those uh, areas of Idaho, North Dakota, Wisconsin. North Dakota and Wisconsin have a major part in the color potato production for the year. So that storm that went through They've talked about upwards of a 50% crop loss in North Dakota, Wisconsin. So that, we're not directly seeing it right now. We are seeing elevated markets, but as far as supply-wise and coverage, we're doing okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to start to see those effects hit when we start to get into probably February. Mm -hmm. When a typical season for, let's say, North Dakota... Typically, you'll see supplies available sometimes into June. Mm -hmm. They're talking about that could end in February, which you're talking three, four months of no product there. Yeah. That demand is going to start switching into Idaho and Wisconsin, or excuse me, Idaho and Washington. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that demand is going to be heavy. Yeah. Those markets are going to skyrocket more so in red potatoes than yellow. Okay. Um, red potatoes is going to be the really bad one. Okay. Uh, we're going to see some markets that we probably haven't seen before as we hit probably February, March. Okay. And same thing there. Probably won't see relief until they do new crop back in the Northwest again, which will be somewhere in October. Wow. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, there's going to be some other areas coming up to supplement Idaho, Washington, Washington. Florida will kick in with some limited amounts uh, early spring. Um, California, that Bakersfield region, they'll kick in with some colored potatoes somewhere around April. Okay. Uh, it's it's smaller deals. It's going to help a little bit with some relief, but we're still going to see some markets that uh, and supply sort shortages that are going to just be tough this year. Okay. We're going to have a long year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so any tips on ordering potatoes right now for purchasers, chefs, customers? 100%. It's, it's not a typical year for potatoes across the board. Many people are used to putting in a load. We get it booked a day ahead of time. The guy shows up and rolls with the potatoes. 
This year, we've gone up to five to seven business days lead time in order for us to put that order in, secure that product, and it gives us the ability, if we do run into a situation where a supplier doesn't have that product, mm -hmm. we have that time to be able to shift and adjust. Got it. The days of ordering a full load of potatoes the day before it picks up, that's just not gonna happen this yeah. year. Thank you, Mike, for taking the time to speak with us about potatoes, and we will follow up with you at the end of January or beginning of February to see how things have progressed. That's all we have for this week. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for recipe inspiration and more. Have a great week, and happy Thanksgiving, and as always, stay fresh.